News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, ministers need to listen to doctors and not allow teenagers aged 16 and 17 to self-declare their gender without parental consent. That is according to Professor Donal O'Shea, a consultant endocrinologist with the National Gender Service in Lachlanstown. And he joins us now. Donal, can you talk us through your concerns around this, please? Yes, I think uh, it was nothing easy uh, about being transgender. And what we've seen over the last kind of 15 years in our service is that the very best outcomes are in individuals who have very good support uh, from within their environment. And if if they, they are transitioning without support of their families, the, the outcomes are just much poorer. Okay. So it's implicit if you're allowing somebody to get a gender recognition cert without the support of their parents, uh, if you're allowing a child to do that, that there is conflict. Okay. Um, and that conflict should be addressed. Uh, the reasons for that conflict should be addressed. Uh, and then you should move forward, uh, you know, in a supportive environment. Okay. Um, giving a 16-year-old a cert that will allow them to access surgery um, in another country um, is incredibly dangerous. Okay. We know that people do that once they get the cert. I, I'm curious uh, about this legislation, about allowing children of that age, 16 and 17, because, for example, my daughter was getting her ear pierced, but I wasn't with her and she was, I can't remember if she was 16 or 17. The shop rang me and said, does, does your daughter have permission to get her ear pierced? Because she's here on her, on her own with pals. And, and I gave permission. But it's very easy to get your, 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 your ear pierced and let it close up afterwards. These, these other things are, are, are much bigger decisions. We don't allow kids to get tattoos at that age without parental consent. Why are we moving into what is, a, as you say, a very difficult area and a very complex area without parental consent at all? What, what is the argument in favour of it? Uh, there is no argument sensibly that can be made in favour of it. Uh, what's happened is the activist voice internationally uh, have taken centre stage and have Donald, we might try and just get you back up the line is quite poor if you, if you don't mind we, I, I want to continue the conversation we're going to just try and, and re-fix uh, that, that line we might just have a quick look Shane loads of texts coming in at the moment particularly on that conversation you had around uh, taxi drivers not taking yeah. credit cards tried to get a taxi lately around 10pm on Tuesday in Dublin City Centre first taxi in queue refused credit card payment second taxi said no when I said where, where I was going which was about 7 kilometres away yeah uh, another one on this with regard to taxis Last month, my wife and I tried to get a taxi home from a taxi rank in town after a meal. Every single taxi refused card payments. There was about eight taxis. Got a taxi we, from we Houston have, yesterday. We have done. Uh, we might, 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 uh, yeah, just finished this one. Got a taxi from Houston yesterday. Driver told me it doesn't take card, nothing to do with card machine. Not working, just didn't even have one. I'll always bring cash now in case you, uh, they don't. Uh, taxi doesn't take it. Now, Donald, just to bring you back in, and apologies for that, we were just trying to fix the line. So so you were saying that, that there is no sensible argument in favour of allowing children of this age to ch- change gender. Uh, they're without um, you know the support of uh, family and their environment so you know with almost 60 years now of experience between us all in in the gender service Mm -hmm. uh, in managing uh, this uh, very difficult um, and challenging 
you know, transition. Uh, the really fantastically positive outcomes are the younger individuals transitioning with the support of their okay. parents, the support of their school, the support of their college, their environment so and that workplace. That consent if you, piece is huge. If you put it's, it's it, you know, I think there's a difference between consent in inverted commas and support. Uh, you can't do this journey successfully if you're in conflict okay. with those nearest to you. And, and, and those, all I was going to ask you, those who would make the argument that, that we want children to be allowed to do this at this young age because they could go on things like puberty blockers and then they can avoid developing what would be referred to as secondary sex characteristics. In other words, if you if you wanted to transition male to female, that you wouldn't get a big Adam's apple, you wouldn't get a big square jaw, those types of things that, that people are concerned about. Is there a, a justification in that argument? Uh, I mean, the, the medical uh, kind of community are uh, revisiting what was... Uh, uh, you know, considered uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the practice around puberty blockers, but the vast majority of countries are now realising this is without any evidence uh, and potentially very, very dangerous. Okay, so puberty blockers uh, so are not the the reversible, simple intervention that we initially heard. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, absolutely not a panacea. There will be a, a, a small number of individuals where it will be considered appropriate. Okay. But for the vast majority of young people, it's about uh, exploring their gender, uh, questioning their gender in a supportive environment and then making sensible decisions about okay. uh, their their long term. Can I and ask you moment, yeah, a last question, yeah. if you don't mind, Donal. Um, uh, something else that I'm curious about is 16 and 17 year olds, they're not known as big political activists. I mean, there's other age restrictions on them. They can't vote. They can't drink, for example. And you don't hear them agitating or indeed having any kind of coherent lobbying group to to, to change the voting age or to change the drinking age. It doesn't strike me that 16 and 17 year olds are the people who are lobbying for this either. So who is lobbying for this? As in, where is this this thrust coming from? Because it, it seems unlikely to me that it's coming from 16 and 17 year olds themselves. Yeah, no, there's an international activist movement in this space, uh, spearheaded uh, by Tenny in Ireland and Balan too, uh, that are shaping, uh, if not brainwashing political thinking, uh, shaping, if not brainwashing, senior management thinking in the HSE to say uh, activist view uh, is correct when it's not correct. Uh, the clinicians in the field have been saying this needs to be approached with caution. This needs to be done like we do every other uh, thing we deal with in a careful manner. But the activists have it that we're right wing restrictive. And if the politicians speak and speak sense, uh, they're cancelled. Uh, okay. And I've had senior politicians say to me, I can't talk about this. Because if I do, I'm cancelled. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.